Hello, everyone. You're listening to Faith Family Worship Center's podcast number 176 for May 22nd, 2011. In this week's podcast, we have a guest speaker. His name is Pastor Irenio Noni Abad Santos. He's uh, visiting us. And um, in this week's podcast, he will be sharing his sermon titled Hindrances to True Worship. Enjoy. This really brings fond memories because God has been so gracious to this church. Amen? Amen. And uh, I, as if it was just like yesterday when my children were here worshiping the Lord. Joshua was just two years old, well behaved during worship time. <laughs> His brother operating the overhead projector with Jason, if you remember that. And, and Greg was just a young boy. <laughs> Praise God. How time flies. But God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is forever faithful. And uh, it is so good to be in the house of God. Amen? Amen. I would like to share a message about hindrances to true worship. If you remember, uh, not all worship are acceptable to God. Jesus, sharing the gospel to the Samaritan woman, said... Woman, I tell you that there will come a time, and the time has come already, that the Father will seek for true worshipers. Those who worship Him in spirit and in truth. Then therefore there is false worship, there is true worship. Now we will be talking about true worship. But there are still hindrances to true worship. When you are worshiping the Lord, you feel very much at home. You know why? You feel so good. Words are not even enough to explain and express the experience because we are created for that very purpose, to worship the Lord. Amen? Nowadays, a lot of people are unemployed. But do you know that we have an eternal occupation? And that is worship. Amen? We will forever and ever worship the Lord. It's our eternal occupation. That's how important worship is. That's why it's really proper for every one of us to understand the hindrances to worship. Worship is uh, not just a part of a program like this. Worship is not only happening on Sundays. Worship is 24-7. Amen? For whatever we do, whether we eat, whether we drink, we do it for the glory of God. So I just pray that whatever hinders you in your worship to God, Because there are hindrances to true worship. I pray that by the grace of God, we will overcome and we will continue to experience a meaningful worship before the Lord. I know if you, I don't know if you heard the story about a young man, lazy, not wanting to go to church, and uh, the mom was becoming cranky. Hey, you get up, you go to church, it's time to go to church. And the guy was still there in the sofa, taking a nap. And the mom was becoming cranky and, get up and worship. I don't want to go to church today, he said. And, and the mom was very insistent. And then he said, just give me two reasons why I need to go to church. The young man said, and, and the, the mother said, first, son, you're already 40 years old. You should be responsible. Secondly, you're the pastor. You should be there. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a funny story, but <laughs> I cannot fully relate to it because if it's if we're talking about true worship, you should be excited, you should be full of passion, and you, should, you have to be very much at home when you're worshiping the Lord. Let let us stand in reverence to the Word of God and. And read with me, if you have your Bibles with you. Let's read a part of the Bible. Stand up in reverence to the Word of God. Uh, Exodus 8. Let me just read some few verses. Who watch, who have seen the movie, The Great Commandments? The, the Ten Commandments, actually. The Ten Commandments by Cecil B. DeMille. Or most of us, isn't it? So let's imagine that movie while I'm reading the scripture because my message is taken from that History of the Israelite people. And let me start by reading uh, some few verses. Remember that God sent some plagues because Pharaoh was not allowing God's people to worship. They need to be freed. They need to be released from bondage. They were under Egypt for so many years. Like us Filipinos, if you remember your history... We were under Spain for four centuries. Did you know that? 400 years. That's a long time. And even our last names are, not, are, are Spanish sounding. Our looks are even Spanish. We look Spanish. We look Chinese because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a melting pot. The Philippines is a melting pot. Here the Israelites were under bondage. They were enslaved in Egypt. And that's how the story runs. Let me start with verse 20. Then the Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning and confront Pharaoh as he goes to the water and say to him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go so that they may worship me. If you do not let my people go, I will send swarms of flies on you and your officials, on your people, into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians will be full of flies and even the ground where they are. But on that day, I will deal differently with the land of Goshen, where my people live. No swarms of flies will be there so that you will know that I, the Lord, am in this land. I am, I will make a distinction between my people and your people. This miraculous sign will occur tomorrow. Verse 24, and the Lord did this. Dense swarms of flies poured into Pharaoh's palace and into the houses of his officials and throughout Egypt and the land was ruined by flies. Verse 25, then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go sacrifice to the Lord your God here in the land. But Moses said, that would not be right. The sacrifices we offer the Lord our God would be detestable to the Egyptians. And if we offer sacrifices that are detestable in their eyes, will they not stone us? We must take a three-day journey into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, as He commands us. Pharaoh said, I will let you go to offer sacrifices to the Lord your God in the desert, but you must not go very far. Now pray for me. Moses answered, As soon as I live you, I will pray to the Lord, and tomorrow the flies will leave Pharaoh and his officials and in his and his people. Only be sure that Pharaoh does not act deceitfully again by not letting the people go to offer sacrifices to the Lord. Then Moses left Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord did what Moses asked. The flies left Pharaoh and his officials and his people. 
Not a fly remained, but this time, but this time, also Pharaoh hardened his heart and would not let the people go. Father, I just pray that as we are standing in reverence to your word, would you speak to our hearts? We want to enter our respective promised lands. We have dreams that are God-given. And we want to experience your vision for us. You want us to get into our promised land and enjoy our relationship with you in true worship. Speak to our hearts. Help us to overcome hindrances to true worship in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Remember this beautiful movie? It was cinematically done by Cecil B. DeMille's. Amen. Moses raised his rod, remember? When Moses was confronted by God, he saw a burning bush. He was wondering why the bush was burning, but it was not consumed. And remember that voice, majestic voice. I am the Lord, your God. <laughs> this is holy. This is holy place. Take off your sandals. And, and Moses did. And Moses was reasoning out because Moses said, Go and let my people go. But he said, I'm not articulate. I cannot really express myself. I'm not good in speech. What do you have, Moses? God said. You know, when God is calling us, when God wants us to do something, sometimes we make excuses, isn't it? Moses said, I cannot speak. I'm not articulate. I'm not eloquent. But God simply asked him, what do you have? A rod, isn't it? Put it down. You know the rest of the story. The rod turned into a snake. Pick it up by the tail. You never do that. That's the wonder of the nature of God. God does strange, wonderful, mysterious ways. You never pick up a snake by its tail. You know that, isn't it? But God said, pick up the snake by its tail. And then it became a rod again. You know through that rod... God manifested His power to the then superpower, Egypt. Did you know that before Russia, before United States of America, before all these kingdoms of the world, the great Babylonian Empire, Grecian Empire, Roman Empire, Egypt was the superpower years and years back. And that's why these people of God were under the dominion of Egypt for 400 years. And and uh, Moses felt so inadequate to set them free. But God used him. You know what? Whatever you have, like that song says, what is little becomes much when you placed it in the master's hand. So whatever we have, don't make any excuses. God can use anything, anything in your life. Amen? The first hindrance we will notice here is this. You know that they needed to worship the Lord. Remember that God asked Moses to touch the water of the Nile and the water of Egypt and it turned to blood. And some of the magicians and sorcerers were able to copy that. Remember that, the story? And then Moses showed how the rod turned into a snake and the magicians and the sorcerers of Pharaoh also copied it and they were able to do it. There were about two of them and you know, but the snake of Moses, the rod that turned into snake, ate those supposedly snakes of the magicians and sorcerers. Still they did not believe. Then flies were sent. Then some swarms of flies. Still 
Pharaoh deceitfully dealt with Moses, acting that he was allowing them to go, but he was so deceitful. Here, you will see in this text, Pharaoh is a type of Satan. The deceiver. Did you know that one of the names of Satan is deceiver? He deceives. So, what he was saying to Moses and God's people were deceptions at first. To hinder them to offer sacrifices and worship the Lord, their God. First he said, okay, you go offer sacrifices and worship the Lord, your God, in the land. That is the first one. Can you show it? Go offer sacrifices. The last one. The, this is the first message. After the mother's legacy, you will see hindrances to worship. Go, go down to the templates. Okay. I am still learning. I apologize because I'm still learning about PowerPoint. So what I did, I put, go down, go down the, go down the templates and you will see hindrances to worship. I showed it earlier. Okay. Another one. <laughs> that was for Mother's Day. So <laughs> I put all my messages in the computer and I'm still learning. I have an iPad too. I don't know how to operate the, <laughs> the, the PowerPoint. It's, uh, I think it's called Keynote. I'm still learning. Okay. Number one. The first hindrance to true worship is compromise. Our tendency to compromise. When we avoid hardships, when we don't want sacrifices, Pharaoh said, go sacrifice to the Lord your God, but within the land. Sacrifice in the land. You heard what Moses said. If we offer sacrifices to our God, which are detestable to the Egyptians, will they not stone us? Mind you, the mode of worship of God's people is monotheistic. They only worship one and true God. Amen? The Egyptians were polytheistic in their worship. They worship flies. They worship frogs. At one point, I was watching History Channel, and I was shocked. It was entitled, uh, Sanctuary, A Worship of Rats. It was in India. They were literally worshiping rats. Offering milk, and one of the worshippers was doing like this, and all the big rats were all over him. Oh man, <laughs> they're worshiping rats here in Egypt. You know, they worship cows, they worship birds, but God was showing that I am the true and living God, that He can command swarms and dens of flies, He can command frogs. They worship frogs. I don't know if the expression in America came there, came from Egypt. Remember the expression, holy cow, you know? <laughs> Sometimes we are aware that in India they don't eat, they don't kill cows. They, they think in reincarnation that might be your granddad, that might be your cousin, so they don't touch them, they don't hurt them, they don't kill them. That is the problem of polytheistic worship. When you worship many gods, amen? It is very confusing. Here God is demonstrating His power and His majesty. Still, Pharaoh hardened his heart. He pretended to let them go. Go! But go and worship within the land. Some of our friends will tell you. Well, you know, in their way of thinking, isn't God everywhere? God is everywhere anyway, isn't it? Why do you need to go to Chicago to worship? You can worship in the privacy of your room. Isn't it? <laughs> Everywhere we can worship. But my point is this. We do not neglect our weekly gathering like this. 
Write it down. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. Do not, do not neglect your assembling together. As has been the habit of some. Spurring one another. In, encouraging one another to love. Ne- let not neglect anyone. Do not neglect this corporate worship. Okay? Yes, God is everywhere. That's true. Even in your car, while you're warming up the car, you can worship God. But worshiping together as a church. Our corporate worship is so important. Let not anybody deceive you. Amen. You can worship God in your room. You don't need to bother and go to Chicago. To that church, faith, family, worship center. What for? Let us not be deceived. Oswald Chambers, Oswald Sanders said, Anything, beware of anything that competes with your loyalty to Christ. Let me repeat that. Beware of anything that competes with your loyalty to Christ. Anuman ang nakikipaglaban sa pagtatapat mo sa Diyos, sa Panginoon. Mag-ingat ka. Amen? Even well-meaning people will say words and they think that they are advising you really good, but actually... Satan can pick that up and deceive you so that you will not experience through worship. You see there, Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God here in the land. You can serve God even if you're in your house. You can serve God if you, even if you are not involved in any ministry. Isn't it? Some people are, are, are saying that. In the land. In the land. Don't be fooled. Bible study, that's a waste of time. Hell and heaven are here. If you don't have money in your pocket, you're in hell. <laughs> if you have a good job and you have attained the American dream, that's heaven. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Amen? Nothing in this world can satisfy us. The great physicist, Pascal said, in every human being, there's a vacuum that cannot be filled by the things of this world. Every one of us is a God, has a God-shaped vacuum. It cannot be filled by the almighty dollar. Amen? Every one of us has a God-shaped vacuum. It cannot be filled by the pleasures of this world. It can only be filled by the love of God. And through worship, you feel that. Amen? When you really worship and you feel the love of God, you feel like you're serenading God. Man, it's a, a little heaven down here experience. Amen? And I want us to experience that. Worship should be very exciting. Amen? Coming together in a church should be very enriching. Our black brothers and sisters, when they worship, their attitude is so contagious. You know? They are very expressive. Isn't it? When a young preacher is preaching and and somehow he lost some points or he had a mental block, and, 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 and the young man, and the Lord said, and the Lord said, not knowing what to, what to say next, the congregation will shout back, Help him, Lord! Help him, Lord! If they agree, if they agree to what the pastor is preaching and they are blessed, preach it, pastor! Preach it, pastor! They're very expressive in their worship. Worship is so good, amen? I just bought a book from, let me remind you, you can buy good books, half the book price, you know, half the book price, uh, storefronts, you can buy good books. Amen? Christ-centered worship. It shows the different kind of worship that we can do. Liturgical worship. Charismatic Pentecostal way of worship. 
And I was in Philippine Baptist Theological Seminary studying, finishing my MDiv in pastoral ministries and pastoral care of families. I read in Christianity Today that they are, they are attributing the wonders and the joys of worship to the Pentecostal movement, the charismatic movement. They brought in the celebration, the element of celebration. Years ago, when I was a boy growing up, going to churches, you have to wear a long face because you're going to church. Be quiet. Don't be so noisy. That's church. But the element of celebration, drum sets were brought into the churches. Amen? Musical instruments, different kinds were brought in. The element of celebration was brought in by the charismatic and the Pentecostal movement. Praise God! Church needs not to be boring. Amen. It should be the most exciting experience. I don't know why the world is rejoicing. They have a song that says, Another one bites the dust. Another one bites... What is so exciting about one biting the dust? (laughs) In fact, it was Satan who bit the dust. The very first one when he was hurled down from heaven when he rebelled against God. They are partying. They are exciting. For what? We all have the reasons to rejoice and celebrate. In Jesus, we have eternal life. Amen? Church should be exciting. Even in communion, as boy, as a boy growing up, oh, communion. Jesus. Jesus. And that's right. We have to approach it with solemnity. But it doesn't end there. The text states, you do this in remembrance of me. And you declare my death Does it stop there? No. My death until I come. You're doing it not just to remember the sacrifice and the perfect acceptable sacrifice of the Lamb of God. You're doing it to commemorate His good, His love for us, and His coming back. And that should be joyful. Amen? That should be exciting. He's coming back to judge the living and the dead. He's coming back. The Bible says He's coming back with His rewards for you and me. He's not coming back to give us a good spanking. Amen? He's coming back for His people. Therefore, Paul said, your labor is not in vain. Amen? Steve Green said, when He comes, may He find us faithful. Amen? So that is the first hindrance. Number two, what is the second hindrance in our worship? If the first one is... Our tendency to compromise. Number two, I call it the spirit of control. Because Pharaoh said, okay, if, if you cannot worship within the land, go, worship the Lord your God. But listen to his statement. But do not go very far. Mag-serve ka kay Lord. Mag-serve ka sa Lord mo, pero huwag kang masyadong maging panatiko. Go serve the Lord your God, but do, don't go so far. Spirit of control, isn't it? Satan doesn't mind if you speak in tongues the whole day. Satan doesn't mind if you worship, but if he has control in your life, that is what matters to him. Through our sinful nature, every one of us has a sinful nature. Amen? In case you don't know, Joseph Stowell used to be the president of Bethel Bible, uh, not Bethel, <laughs> Moody Bible Institute, sorry, that's my school. Moody Bible Institute. Joseph Stowell said, It is not difficult to live the Christian life, he said. It's not difficult. It is impossible. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot live 
a genuine, authentic Christian life. Because of our sinful nature. Amen? And sometimes we experience it. And of all the days in a week, before coming to church, we experience the sinful nature. Amen? The children are fighting, and the wife is cranky, and you're waiting. What's happening? Two hours I've been waiting here. What's happening? Satan is ruining your worship. It has not yet happened, but Satan is hindering through worship. Amen. Like one sister, she was the Sunday school superintendent. She was about to be late and she was still putting on her makeup. And the pastor was a little bit upset. Sister, it's almost time for worship. What are you doing? And she said, I am painting the temple of God, pastor. (laughs) A good excuse. That's a good excuse. (laughs) But let us not let the spirit of control hinder our worship. Amen. Again from Joseph Stowell, he said, The struggle, it's not an indication of defeat, but an indication of victory. When you struggle, Lord, will I get up? It's so good to lay down here. I'll just take my shower later. The struggle in itself is not an indication of defeat, but an indication of victory. Jesus said, you want to follow me? Deny yourself. Carry your cross. And follow me. You know how many times we need to die for the Lord? Every day. Every day. Paul said, I die daily. I die daily. We cannot really live an authentic, or authentic, genuine Christian life if we will not die to ourselves. We'd rather be in bed sometimes than worshiping. Sad to say. We'd rather be in the convenience of our Comfort zones. Amen. I remember when we were starting the church in Crossroads Christian Center. We didn't have our own building. You are so blessed. Did you know that? You have your own building. I saw a building in New Jersey. It's not even half of this. They're renting it for 4000 or almost $4,000 a month. And it's not even theirs. But you have your own building. Isn't that good? Isn't God, God is good. Amen. You have your own building. Hallelujah. Sometimes we take for granted these blessings from the Lord. Amen? Sometimes God allows us, allows us to experience trials so that we'll tend to look up. We always tend to look down. Amen? Writing down our checks, counting our blessings, naming, <laughs> naming them one, but we're always look down. Sometimes God would allow us to get sick so that Sometimes, oh Lord, help me. I cannot do anything now. How I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I need you. Sometimes God allow us. And I'm preaching to myself. And I was crying a month ago. I was crying. Lord, you have a purpose in everything. If you did not bring me here in the United States, I could have died already. Years and years ago. Because I was a workaholic. I was workaholic. My son would tell me, Dad, you overwork. You're always going there, going here. He didn't know the lifestyle I had in the Philippines. Sabi ko po sa anak ko, anak, anak, sabi ko, bakasyon itong ginagawa kong ito. Compared sa ginawa ko sa Philippines. Amen? But sometimes we have to balance our life. Too much activities, not spending time with my children. 
If you cannot say amen, just say aray. Amen? <laughs> amen? There are things that you cannot restore. Amen? But by the grace of God, He will continue to bless us. Amen? So let us not be hindered by the spirit of control. Thirdly, we're almost done before we dedicate our time to the Lord. Amen? Thirdly, what hinders you and me? You know, it's between you and God. We have to worship Him. He, because He wants us to enter into our promised land. I don't know your promised land. It's between you and the Lord. I know my promised land. Are you praying for all your families to be here? So that you will enjoy serving God and the blessings of the United States? Are you praying for a relationship to be healed? Are you praying that the Lord will call you and equip you to the kind of ministry that He called you to do? I don't know. Only you and God know what your promised land is. God wants us to enter into our promised land, but there are blessing blockers. There are hindrances. Amen? Another hindrance is the lack of community. I don't need to go into details there, but who will go? Who will go? Pharaoh said. Deceitfully again, he was asking, who will go? Remember that that phrase of Moses, with our youngs and with our olds, with our sons and with our daughters, we will go and sacrifice to the Lord our God and worship Him. No, no, Pharaoh said. Let's see the verse, to to be very accurate. Amen? Because... Then Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. Go worship the Lord your God, he said. But just who will be going, Pharaoh said, the Lord be with you if I let you go. Along with your women and children. No, have only the man go and worship the Lord since that what you have been asking for. Only you men, you go. That's what you were asking. He didn't want the women and the children to go. You know what Joshua said? As for me, and my family, we will serve the Lord. Worship is not only for men. Worship is not only for women in the church. Worship is for everybody. Amen? Let not anybody hinder you. I remember way back in the Philippines, forgive me, but all these illustrations are from the Philippines because we, we grew up there, most of us, I think. When you go to church and people, with, where are you going? I'm going to church. Oh, you're going to church. Would, would you pray for me? Where you Simba. Is that enough? Amen. You have to be there. You know why? Because when God comes and judges us, the Bible says we will be individually responsible to Him. We will face God individually. We will not be judged as a church per se. We will not be judged as families. Oh, the Agarangai family. Oh, you're okay because your dad is pastor. No. We will be individually accountable to God. You cannot say, oh, my, my, my son is a pastor. My, 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 my daughter is involved in Christian education. No. Each one of us is given a gift. Each one is given a measure of faith to do what God wants you to do. Amen? If it's cooking, then cook. Sinigang. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. If it's helping, you have a ministry of helps. And I always say this, I will repeat it again. If it's sleeping in church, then do it. <laughs> You're encouraging the pastor to prepare more time and pray hard so that next time the preaching will be more exciting and you will not sleep. Amen? So everyone is a part in church. Amen? We are without excuse. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
you know, it, it's so funny. I was, I don't know, I was, I mentioned in the cell group, I was teaching about varieties in worship. And knowing Pastor Archie and Pastor Antenor, these are two senior pastors that I help. By the way, the church in, in Crossroads, they have rented this, the, the property they have for the Hispanic church. They are buying the whole school district in Daly City. Can you believe that? Because they, they cannot be accommodated anymore. There are more than 400. And I was so blessed starting the cell group ministry there in Crossroads Christian Center. At one point, vacationing, it so happened, Pastor Archie and Sister Lolet were with me. We were even able to attend that church when we were in California. Wonderful things, folks, are happening. Look at yourselves, not just as among you na kami lang ito. No, we are a part of something big. Amen? The move of God is so awesome. It's all over the world. And if you want to be a part of something that is eternal, continue to serve God. Let not the lack of community hinder you. What do, you, what do I mean by lack of community? The Bible has a lot to say about loving one another, praying for one another, carrying its other's burden. Each church, especially the leadership, we are responsible in creating a culture. You have a culture of worship. Do you know that? You have a culture of hunger and thirst for the things of God. Every church has a characteristic, isn't it? If it's a praying church, if it's a singing church, if it's a Maporma church, amen. <laughs> All of us have, have our own respective cultures that we create in church. Amen. And I just pray that all of us will share what we have. Because attitude is contagious. Amen. May that divine virus in us, amen, be so contagious that people will really worship God in spirit and in truth. Amen. Let not the lack of community, praying for one another. I don't understand why it is so simple. People complicate it. The Bible says, pray for one another. Love one another. But the, some people are love another one. They're making it complicated. It says, love one another. It's not, it didn't say love another one. <laughs> Trouble comes when that happens. Because they don't follow the word of God. Amen? Love one another. Pray for one another. Carry each other's burden. I love how Pastor Paul Ginto was also a part in our Tagalog worship here when we were here in Faith Family Worship Center. He has not changed by the grace of God. Amen? He's still on fire serving God. Pastor, pag nalulungkot ka, pag naiinip ka, punta ka sa bahay, kapi tayo. Let's watch a good movie. We need that. Did you know that? We need each other. James Dobson was playing basketball and suddenly he had chest pains. And this is his own testimony. He drove himself. He was not aware that he was already having mild strokes. And then when he was in the hospital, sure enough, the doctors and all the nurses got all the gadgets, put all these gadgets on him and, and he felt so lonely. He said, oh, will I die? I don't even know what's happening to me. This is the day James Dobson, the founder of Focus on the Family, and he was so intimidated because, you know, he's not a doctor or a nurse. He's a pastor. He doesn't even know what all these gadgets are for. And then he started to pray to God, God, encourage me. God, help me. I feel so, I feel so lonely. In a matter of minutes after praying that wishful praying, just a whisper of prayer, somebody came knocking at the door. 
And then came this tall guy, also a pastor, Jack Hayford. <laughs> Hi, Jack! James said, how come you're here? And I was just driving by, and the Lord told me that you're lonely. Somehow I got the news that you're here. And the Lord told me you're lonely, that's why I came. And he was crying like a baby, and they prayed for one another. If a James Dobson, a veteran of a minister, needs that, that pat on the shoulder, that word of encouragement, how much more we? We need community. I love cell groups. Not just because of the power of the potluck. Not just because of the sinigang, the pinapaitan, the crispy pata. There's a personal touch in the cell group. Amen? It's not just hi, hello, and then goodbye. We have to have community. Amen? I can tell you story after story. People who were almost divorced. People who almost abandoned their family. But because of the cell group, the family was saved. But we don't have that time. There is power in cell groups. Thank God, Faith Family Worship Center is still doing cell groups. And lastly, we will conclude with this one. The first one is compromise, control, lack of community. What's the last one? Giving out of compulsion and not cheerful giving. Giving out of compulsion. Naawa lang, kaya nagbigay. Naawa dahil mukhang patay gutom si pastor. This is a true story. Let me tell you. Let me tell the story in Tagalog. Please translate it to some who do not understand Tagalog. Brother Hidalgo shared this story in Tal Batangas. There was this American-Italian missionary priest asking the congregation. In his broken Tagalog, he was striving. You know, he speaks good Tagalog, but still with an American accent. He said, Magbigay naman kayo sa pare. Sabi niya. Kung hindi kayo magbibigay sa pare, anong kakainin ng pare? Gamaw. Gamaw? Sabi mo? Botiki. <laughs> he was almost begging them to give. Give to the priest. Give to the church. What do you expect us to eat? Insects? What's, what's, uh, botiki? Lizards! House lizards! Oh man! Giving out of compulsion. When you give out of compulsion, God is not pleased. Because God loves a cheerful giver. I remember the days that my dad will count his money, the one peso coins, to the peso he was counting it so that he would know how much he should give the church. The 10%, amen, should be given. I felt so ashamed, Dad. I was telling to myself, don't do that, don't do that. And even my father-in-law, when I got married, my father-in-law said, I never came to the United States to be rich. It was not my intention to be rich. I wanted to support God's work. That is my motivation. I, I don't mind if I don't have a house here. I just want to support God's work. You know what happened? These two people, my father-in-law and my dad, are already gone. They're already with the Lord. They're playing chess right now in heaven. Amen? <laughs> But what they did still produced lots of blessings here. Their children are serving God. They're blessed with beautiful houses. They're, oh, I was yesterday in Bolingbroke, the University of the Philippines Alumni Association of Greater Chicago. You will be blessed if you will hear their testimony. There's this engineer who graduated Mapua. 
He's a multi-millionaire in the Silicon Valley. He flies to the Philippines using his own jet. And he's looking for deserving students. You know, he's helping people there. Importing professors from the Philippines and taking some professors from Stanford University to teach in the Philippines. These are Filipinos who made it. But they do not hoard the blessings to themselves. There was this missionary who went to Bohol. He learned in history that Bohol used to produce the best cocoa. So, he did that. And now it was produ- it's producing millions and millions. Because yesterday was a workshop, how to invest in the Philippines, how to bless the Philippines and be a blessing. And through that investment in the Philippines, he became a millionaire, and millions are funneled to the Philippines, to a high school in Bohol, through this missionary. They are giving cheerfully. They are returning the favor. Amen? We are here, blessed to be a blessing. Hindi tayo Christian. Amen? <laughs> it's, not a, it's not abundant living, it's abundant living. Amen? Let's not hoard it. Let's share the blessing. The more you give, the more you receive. Let me conclude with this. God said, I am your shield. I am your portion. And many nations will be blessed through you. Those who will curse you, I will curse. Those who will bless you, I will bless. Don't tell me, Pastor, that's only for the Jews. That's only for Israel. Read the whole Bible first. Amen. Genesis 12, Genesis 15, Galatians 3:14. Those who believe are co-heirs together with Abraham. Therefore, the Abrahamic covenant covers you too, my friend. Amen. We have something better than a life insurance here on earth. Amen. It's a eternal insurance. Amen. Not backed up by the treasury of the United States, but by the treasury of heaven. My God will supply all your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let not anything, let not anything hinder you. There was a nurse here. We, we prayed for her before the exam. Praise God, she did not change. She has her own business now. She's a multi-millionaire now. I'm telling you, not only material and financial blessings, the best of all, the blessings that we get, is the love, the joy, the peace that only the Holy Spirit can give us. We cannot go to Walgreens and buy a bottle of love that when we drink it, we become loving and we're just full of love. You cannot buy a bottle of love. Only The Holy Spirit can give you that. You cannot go to Bloomingdale or Macy's and buy a yard of peace. That when you put it as a curtain in your house, everything will be peaceful. <laughs> there are no quarrels, no arguments. You cannot do that. Only the Holy Spirit can give you the peace that we are all longing for. We, had, we have something that money can't buy. We have something that even the United States cannot give us. We have something that the Almighty Dollar cannot provide for us that only God can give. Let us not let anything hinder our worship. Amen? As we worship the Lord right now, I'm asking the praise and worship team. I was hearing them singing that song, A Pure Heart. Why don't we sing that song as we come? And let's rededicate ourselves. Before Brother Greg shared the pastoral prayer, before we pray for one another, as we sing to the Lord, I am encouraging you. God put you on the spot for a purpose. You're here for a purpose. You're seated there. Just by sitting there, that's already an indication of blessing. 
Did you know, even as I speak right now, children are dying. Did you see that in the online internet, there was this baby crawling. And there were, there were vultures all over. The baby crawling to a help center in Africa. If the baby will not be able to make it, crawling, literally crawling, crawling, the vultures will get him and eat, eat him up for the lack of food. Here we throw away a lot of foods. We are so blessed without even knowing it. Our children can go to colleges, to schools, and be the person, the professional that God wants them to be. Amen? As if it was just yesterday when I attended. I attended Jen's high school graduation. I still remember that. Jenny's graduation. I was staying in Sister Josie's house. As if it was just yesterday. Now she's an educator. Let not anything hinder your blessing. Let not any blessing blocker hinder your blessing for your children. I am challenging you. Our God is a good God. He wants us to be a blessing. He blesses us not to keep it to ourselves. He blesses us to be a blessing. Let's all stand as we sing this song. And that was Pastor Irenio Noni Abad Santos on his message titled Hindrances to True Worship. If you would like to join us for our Sunday service, our address is 6535 Westbury Avenue in Chicago, Illinois. Our website is ffwcchicago.com. You can reach us on our email. Contact us at ffwc.com. And our telephone number is 773-888-FFWC. That's 3392. Until next time, take care and God bless. Bye.